Hey everybody, welcome to the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Andrew and I'm joined by Josh and the Human Tornado and Anya. Hello, I'm Anya. This is my first time on the show. Thanks for inviting me. This is my second. It is her second. I don't listen to this fucking show. It's, it's, well, you should. Especially when you're on. It'll no, be that's nice. It's nice of you to come. Uh, you're from Orleans. I'm from Orleans. Yes. It's it's quite the drive. It's like the halfway to Montreal. Pretty much. You know, yeah. it's sad. All the flooding. I, we, I drove to Montreal yesterday to get in line for the Lego store, and uh, on the way back, just yeah. the flooding is terrible. I was over at the the museum over across the border in Gatineau. Oh wow! And from the second, third story window, looking down, the bike paths are gone. Ottawa is Atlanticing. Well, <laughs> Petrie Island is underwater Petrie, right now. Yeah, there's just like a little tiny spidgy. And every, like, from Rockland, like, I guess just before Rockland to Ottawa, uh, to Orleans, I think right past Orleans, and, you know, on the right side, sorry, on the north side, south side of the Trans-Canada, whatever highway that might be, everyone's backyard is full of water. There's floating dog houses everywhere. Oh, uh, you, you can, there's side streets closed. You can't go down them. It's terrible. And yeah. I guess it's, wor- it's worse on the Gatineau side, right? Yeah, and apparently in Montreal, like, all of the basements are flooding, and now it's getting up to, the, like, the first stories. Wow. It's horrible. So come see a movie while you can. <laughs> <laughs> Float away any moment now. I, yeah. We can talk about other things. Yeah. Weather Report. It's the Mayfair Weather Report podcast. That's sad. This is May 5th. It's Friday, May 5th, and we'll be chatting about movies we have from May 5th to the 11th. Uh, it's a weird week this week because we have a ton of rentals and things. So yeah, I hate it. If you're looking at our schedule, there's a reason why stuff might be in, in only a couple times instead of That's more, right. that kind of thing. Like Madi, which is back for its third blockbuster. We can only week. fit it in twice. That's how many yeah. rentals we have. It's our, it's, it's our ET. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we can't fit it in more than twice. So I have a feeling it might be back again yeah. for more. It's, it's, actually, I think we should project it in the men's washroom. Yeah. So you get into the stall, just cram in there. Andrew will be taking a shit, but watch Mahdi. It, it's a fascinating example of, it was last, no, two years ago, we screened a trailer for the Pinball Festival, which was a really cool thing, and Targ was helping present it. The problem was, people forget that we're kind of 80% a Mahdi type theater nowadays. Yes. Yeah. So this trailer, which was a fun trailer, but it was, it was Josh Grace doing a voiceover of come to the pinball festival and i think it scared people and so they asked if we could do a crossover again and i said okay yeah we'd be glad to like show a slide and you could put us in your flyer (laughs) but your i just said to be honest i think your trailer was a little loud for our clientele just something about remy royale's voice yeah it it fills depends hey come to (laughs) tard so i said i said maybe if you make a video again Maybe we might screen it in front of something specific, like if we're showing a midnight movie or, you know, something loud. Hounds of Love. Hounds of Love. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's excellent. It looks really it's like strong. I was reading a list of the best films that come out of the South by Southwest Film Festival. We're showing like nine of them. Oh, yeah. And that's premiering. That... Hounds of Love is premiering May, May 12th. 12th. And their team is great. It's an example of how independent guys are so much nicer to us and probably to other theaters like us than, say, the you know Disney or Warner Brothers because mm. they don't we're little, but they've been asking me for for Mayfair logos and asking when the movie screening and they've been online. Oh really? Yeah, so they're really good with the social media stuff. 
That's good. It's almost like they want their movie to make money. Yeah, yeah. And everyone else, <laughs> mongrel. They don't care if Madi makes money or not. Just sit on it. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. They, you know, what's interesting about Madi, it's actually one of the producers is the owner of Mongrel Media, the okay. yeah. distribution company in Montreal. I remember when I used to work at the Bytown, and um, we'd show a mongrel movie. He, before Crouching Tiger, there was, they had nothing. <laughs> they, right. you know, they were like, you know, maybe a small company like Kino Smith or Films You Like. You know, they were trying hard. They hadn't had a hit yet. And I would work on a Sunday night, and Hussein would drive from Montreal. It's like, how much money do we make? Can you give it to me in cash right now? Uh, and I'd give him a few, you know, $100, maybe $200 in cash. He'd drive back to Montreal with that, and that's his money to get him by. And now... Yeah. He's producing Mahdi, which yeah. has made more money in Canada than Fate and the Furious. Oh, really? Really? That's what I heard. That's hilarious. Wow. So, or it's making more money at certain cinemas than Fate and the oh, Furious? Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Poor Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like to see Hussein show up here. Where's my $500,000? Oh, Lee, we don't have that much money in the safe. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm sure Out East is probably doing... Better than Triple X or better than Fast and Furious money. Yeah, yeah it's like, the same movie. Yeah, I think that's the only Fate and the Furious, Fast and the Furious movie I know. I only know, I couldn't tell you the order right. of them. I couldn't tell you the, you know where Tokyo Drift lies within that canon. Yeah. Because t- two of them have the same title. Yes, it's like, yeah. Two of them are called The Fast and the Furious. And, and, and the other thing about it is I don't give a shit. Neither do I. Anya, though, loves those movies. (laughs) She's wearing a Fate and the Fury, Vin Diesel uh, boxers right now. I've seen maybe clips of one. You can't watch. If you work here, you can't watch it. If you do, you can't tell anyone. Especially you can't come (laughs) on the show and admit to a listenership. I haven't seen any of them, so it's good. Okay, good. Police Academy movies. We can can name those. Well, they're numbers. It's easy. With Madi, I I wanted to put, yesterday was May the 4th, and so I was trying to... What? What? Really? What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot. You missed it. I forgot to celebrate. <laughs> you missed your holiday. <laughs> I was just looking up randomly, see, see, seeing. That's my shirt. Yeah, I got. I got my leftover. I was partying so hard. I'm wearing my my May the Fourth shirt still. It's Revenge of the Sith Day. It's yeah, Revenge, Revenge of the, of the Fifth. fifth. Yeah. Sally Hawkins, who stars in Maudie. Brilliant. She's I I so stumbled good. on this. There's a clip, and I put it on our Twitter feed of her on Conan O'Brien from a couple years ago. She is an extra in Phantom Menace. It's one of her first jobs. Sally Hawkins? Yeah. And she, so the big parade scene at the end of Phantom Menace, and they actually freeze-framed it, and they were like, we're not joking, and they put a little circle, and she's like, yep, that's me. Wow. And I looked on IMDb. She has like one credit before that in a short film. Wow. So I put that on our social media saying, technically, we have a May the 4th <laughs> connection today. Sally Hawkins, who was an extra you in Phantom Menace. put that on Menace. what? I just put it on our Twitter. I, oh, I put, Twitter. I never go on her Twitter. I should follow it more. It's, it's more a, interesting. It's all kinds of cool stuff. I there. know. I know. Twitter is like, I know I'm following interesting people. I just, I don't know what I to the, do. Like, I think I mentioned these guys last week or the week before, but there's a Twitter feed now and all they do, they're called old movie ads, at old movie ads. Yeah, I've seen that. And just once a day, they reproduce an old black and white newspaper mm. ad. But it's really fascinating because they published one which ties into... 52577 is that the name of the movie coming up the Star Wars yes. movie same director he did a movie called Spaced Invaders I remember that movie and they by happenstance they published that because it came out April something 1990 mm-hmm. and I commented on it wow now this is it's it's so bizarre cuz this is reminding me what I did that weekend in 1990, yeah, and it's sad that I remember that I went to see that movie in a theater. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, some, some reason I remember seeing that. But Twitter's neat for those kind of things. There's something with a really, really specific 
point. All they do is reprint and comment on old movie ads, which I think don't really exist as much anymore. Like in a, in a newspaper on a Friday, when I was a kid, it would be two or three pages of big movie ads. Well, I, yeah, I used to think there was a curse for big movie ads. Uh, never do you see a full-page ad for a movie anymore. But when I was young, and I moved to Ottawa in 1986, there were two that were out that summer, and it said something to me. I remember the first time I opened the Ottawa Citizen, and I'm and I like, Dad, there's so many movies in Newfoundland. Right. There's like six, six cinemas for the entire island. But I was like, wow, look at all these movies I never heard of before. I remember Michael Caine's Water was playing downtown. I'm like... They made a movie about water. Yeah. That's crazy. But they had a full-page ad for Ishtar. It, it was a big flop, a famous flop. And then the next full-page ad was the was the egg with Howard the Duck in it. Oh, yeah. And ah. big flop. And I thought, oh, that's a bad sign. When I see those ads yeah. now, I know not to go see those movies. I skipped Ishtar, but I didn't see Howard the Duck at the venue cinemas. I saw Howard the Duck. I saw, clearly, I saw too many bad movies in my youth. <laughs> but now, I always think movie studios are wasting their money because like say like when row one came out it's on every geek website it's on every yeah. every talk show like colbert and daily show will have an actor on and yet they're still spending all this money on tv ads and newspaper ads or like magazine yeah, they're ads. Try, yeah it's, it's interesting where they're spending the money lucasfilm because trying to get people who are not interested in star wars they try right. to get jocks out and women and they cast women in the in the lead roles now and I'm not sure if it's working, but you're right. They don't have to advertise. Rogue One's testament to that. In a way, as long as they release a movie with the word Star Wars above or below the title, they'll at least make a billion dollars. There's that many fans now in the world yeah. who go see it regardless. They'll make a billion dollars. But in the meantime, they want more than a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so they reach out to women, which is you, and jocks, which is you. Because <laughs> yeah. I always think they're just wasting their money because you go into yeah. any store a bookstore there's like the novelization is sitting on the shelf you go into a toy store all the toys are there and you go to any nerd website and they're they're giving them free publicity by just talking about it and so like i remember I'll, you'll see an ad for spider-man movie in a marvel comic book and i'm mm -hmm. like i think you could have used this ad space you know to sell it to somebody else mm -hmm. where i'm already going to this or it's it's like when they give out free passes they'll give out free passes to nerds at comic stores and i'm like well, we were all going to pay to see Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and you just let thousands of us in for free. It's a weird... I guess they're hoping for word of mouth, or they're hoping for... I got free passes to see King Arthur. Oh, yeah. And I'm so used to going to see these event screenings with my son. I hate the trailer, but I kind of want to go see it. Yeah. Because it's Guy Ritchie, and I love those... The Man from Uncle was Yeah, Man from Uncle was really good. Yeah, so I kind of want to go see it, although King Arthur looks like a Josh. He's just got a short hair. Well, yeah. it's the guy from Pacific Rim. Oh, it is. Oh, really? I didn't even recognize yeah. him. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. 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 What's that girl doing in Pacific Rim? I like her. The but, Japanese girl? Oh, yeah. I don't know her name. <laughs> and, uh, you're, and you're not saying anything. You're just sitting there with a smile on. What? You're, you're well, so what entertaining. Say you're, something. You're so What's the last movie you saw? The last movie I saw. Bon Cop, Bad Cop. No. We were talking about that last night. Yeah. No, the last movie I saw was All These Sleepless Nights, I believe. No, Trainspotting 2. Oh, and you like that. And Josh liked that. I love that, actually. It, yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. Did you, did you watch All These Sleepless Nights? Yes. Oh, my goodness. It was good? I loved it, I yeah. was away. I wanted to see it. A lot of the people, like, I asked a lot of customers what they thought about it, and a lot of them didn't enjoy it, didn't get it, but I think they were all too old to appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, old people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't even that old. They were, like, my parents' age, but I think it's more, like, for the 20 I'm your something. parents' age. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> but you're different. 
Thank you. Um, but yeah, a lot of like 40, 50-ish people were like, I don't get it, I couldn't identify, but it's like, yeah, because you're too old. Well, it's a new kind of... They're new... not French and, and hip. I'm still confused. Well, Is it a documentary or not a documentary? Well, it's a bit of both, like, isn't yeah. it? It's like a mix of both. It's a lot like the French That's... New Wave, I believe. Because I saw like quotes saying it like won an award for documentary, but then I saw the trailer and I'm like, I think those are actors. They were actors. It's so weird. But it, I think it it's, like, it it's a, a weird type of thing where it's like, what is cinema? Is it like a movie? Is it all fiction? Or is it you're filming people acting out? And I think it was a mix of both. I feel like there's a lot of improvisation too. Yeah, yeah. A bit like, uh, I don't know, I've been studying at Bout Souffle or Breathless. Like, a Bout de Souffle. Breathless. A Bout de Souffle. A Bout de Souffle. I'm French. No, well, I've been... Stop, I'm sorry. I'm quoting the movie, but without saying anything. You remember oh, he, yes, yes, the Faire la Face. This is great podcasting, And then when, by he the way. Look, when he <laughs> takes his thumb and he smears his cigarettes and like, the, the, the um, ashes. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I've been studying that and writing papers on that for like the past month. But I think it was a bit like that, where it was like a lot of improvisation, a lot of like doing stuff on your own. And it's a bit like, was Breathless a documentary? Because it was people acting out their own things. Yes, it was scripted. There was like an idea and they were actors. Cinema verite. Yeah. Basically, so... What are you going to see next? What am I going to see next? Why do I repeat my questions? I'm sorry. It's I'm a technique you. that I use my so son, that it gives me son, seconds to, like, think. My problem is my son teases her every time he sees her, and I think I've got the same affection. <laughs> are you going to see something at the Mayfair next, or do you go to other movie theaters? No, I don't have time to go to other movie theaters. <laughs> I don't go to any yet. I don't... I can't remember the last time I went... It was probably when we went to go see Rogue One. Oh, that's the last true. time I went somewhere else. I asked Max, do you remember sitting beside Anya watching Rogue One? He said yes. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say that. He said she smelled funny. I don't smell funny. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. Smell like flowers. <laughs> Unless it's like a Star Wars movie, I'm offended when people go somewhere else. It's like, no, you're not allowed. It's like my ongoing gag when somebody comments that they've seen a movie we're about to get. I'll be like, how did you see that? We don't have it yet. Yeah. And it's funny. There's it's one weird. guy called my bluff where he saw it at Sundance, and I'm like, Oh, that's okay then, yeah. You saw it at Sundance, that's, yeah. that's all right. I was at Shaley Sand the other night, Tuesday night? Monday night or Tuesday night? And uh, Phil, who was the manager, the general manager at the, at the Bytown, said to me, Oh, Lee, there's this new movie coming out I really want to see. It's got a great cast. It's got like Steve Coogan and Chloe Sevigny. It's like coming out in June. I really want to go see it. I'm like, is it called The Dinner? And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, like, let's go see that. I'm like, well, it starts at the Mayfair this Friday. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's not coming up tonight. No, it's, it's June. I said, no, the trailers say May 5th, and we're, we're yeah. starting it when the trailers say so. And he's really impressed. <laughs> I love it when we have a new movie on the actual day that's yeah. on the poster. It's yeah. happening more and more now. Where yeah. It's like we're, we're a real movie theater. I know. It's like, and, and I always kind of get a bit, it's, when, when people say, people still call us, like, a second-run house. And I'm like, no, we have, like, Ottawa premieres yeah. pretty much every weekend. And if not just Ottawa premieres, like, actual day-of-date premieres. Yeah, I feel like I'm having those feelings. My, my favorite scene in Boogie Nights, Burt Reynolds is sitting with his editor, his film editor. Who plays the film editor? In Ricky the, J. Ricky J. <laughs> they're sitting together, and they're putting narrative stories into their pornos for the first time. And they're, they're sitting in front of the steam back, and they're realizing... Wow, these are getting really good. Yeah, <laughs> and they're having this realization. You know, you know, these are actually like good, like real movies. I, I want this to be the film they, they remember, remember me by. <laughs> and it's like I feel like I have those realizations every once in a while here. And then at the end of the movie, I'm Ricky Jay and you're Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the movie, he's editing on videotape. Yeah, and then Burt Reynolds walks in. He's like, "How's it look?" And he's like, "It is what it, it is. Yeah. What it is." <laughs> 
It's true. Videotape sucks. People on the Instagram trying to, like, posting pictures of their VHS cassettes, and they're like, oh, VHS is still alive, and yeah. people liking it. It's like... It, there's, it's, there's like, 20 documentaries about how great VHS was. You know, I you can you can get, convince me maybe that vinyl sounds better than a CD, yeah. but you know, the thirty-five millimeter f- films were shot on thirty-five millimeter uh, for a hundred years, and nothing captures that better than a, a nice HD Blu-ray. Yeah, and now these HD transfers look even better on the big screen. Oh yeah, you know, at home they're standard. Uh, sorry, it's HD, but here we can watch something that's scanned upwards to four K. Yeah, or two K. Anyway, at least watch it in 2K. And, uh, I, you know, I think VHS is cute. You know, it's got little yeah. tape on the reels. Yeah. And look, you look in the windows and see the tape. That's cool. It may even smell nice. But, uh, you know, I just if you're staying home, if you're celebrating the Star Wars on yeah. May the 4th <laughs> and watching it on VHS, uh, you're not seeing the whole picture. I appreciate the nostalgia of it because I have fond memories of, like, on a Friday night when Let's I was a little kid. Yeah, I worked at what? yeah. But going with my, my dad to get a movie and it was a big deal. Or like getting Tim Burton Batman on VHS was such a yes, big deal. Yes, But you look at them and what blows my mind is that filmmakers were, I guess they were forced to, but were kind of pushovers to it for so long. Because like of both kind of cropping the widescreenness. Yes. Spielberg, Coppola, all these guys at the time. We're like, oh yeah, you're putting ET out on VHS, but you're cutting it. Okay, like it's amazing that it lasted yeah, that long. Okay, so you're bringing up this, this point of contemporary film going. It's pissing me off when I see that the way they promote movies like Guardians of the Galaxy or Dunkirk that's coming up mm-hmm. uh, in the in the IMAX format. Oh yeah, right. So they they'll, they'll have a picture with it. They'll show what the frame. Well, if you go see it in a regular movie theater, it's going to be in Cinemascope, so you're only going to see this much image, yeah. like this long image, which the way it was shot and intended to be viewed by the director. But if you see it in IMAX, we're going to take the masking off the top of the bottom, so it's going to be higher. You know the way they used to do that in VHS. They used to advertise, you know, Lawrence Arabia looks like is a square on your TV. Yeah. But with the letterboxing, you can see it twice as wide than it is high. Now with IMAX, fucking IMAX of all people uh, are getting it wrong. They're advertising that it's higher now if you see it in an IMAX screen than it is in a, in a regular movie theater. No, it's actually, in a yeah. regular movie, they're actually <laughs> showing it in scope. That's the way the filmmaker shot it. And the masking is only there to, to create the scope aspect ratio. If you take the masking off, you're just looking at parts of the screen you're not supposed to be looking at at all. You know, you might see a boom mic yeah. <laughs> or some sneakers in the desert. Uh, I just, I hate that. I keep, I saw it on the when they promoted uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because there's an IMAX screening. There's right. a few IMAX screenings. And apparently, the Last Jedi trailer is playing in 70 millimeter IMAX in some theaters, even though they're showing the movie digitally afterwards. And then, um, yeah, and then I saw Dunkirk. Dunkirk's gonna be great. Well, did you hear it? Did you hear about what, what? Christopher Nolan might be doing next? No. What? It's crazy. If he, <laughs> if, he might be doing James Bond. That oh, I did a, hear that. I did hear that. that like, the best James Bond movie ever. <laughs> Such yeah. a good idea. Someone, my friend posted, the, posted on Facebook and he said, he's like, this is like when chocolate met peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Christopher Nolan meeting James Bond. That's the only way to get Daniel Craig back. Yeah, he wanted to. hire Dave. a stellar filmmaker like that. I, I, you know, I'm not. A, I'm not even the biggest Christopher Nolan fan, but I love Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises because yeah. superhero movies. I just love with all everything. But I, I'm excited by the idea of him doing James Bond. I think that would be a good yeah. spot for yeah. him. As long as the, the city doesn't fold, and it'll be shot on film. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think even my son. Like, every time we see the Dunkirk trailer in a movie theater, he goes, "Oh, I can't wait to see that." I'm like, that's cool. I don't know if I was 11 and excited for the new World War II movie, as much as he is. Max is a cool cat. 
He's yeah, he's interesting. Yeah, he's I, he's not good looking though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Your poor children are gonna be traumatized. Well, they all just the ugly ones. He sees <laughs> all, listening to our radio show, a single tear going down his face. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? You just remind me for a second that someday I'm gonna be in the ground and he'll be alive and I'll be buried six feet under. And John Waters, I think he was at South by Southwest showing. Did I talk about this last week on the show? I don't know. About John Waters being on South by Southwest, and he introduced a screening, of, a new screening of uh, Female Trouble, because Criterion did Multiple Maniacs, and I guess they're yeah. doing Female Trouble now. And he brought out a lot of the cast, and they talked about some of the cast members who were dead. Yeah. Divine, uh, Minkstall. David Lockery. Yeah. And he talked about how, at one point, they all wanted to have their plots together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they like like the family. Then John Waters said, when, when I'm dead, we're all lying there, he invited people to go shit on his grave. <laughs> he thought that'd be a funny thing for fans to go do, is to go to the cemetery and shit on the grave. Go to Baltimore. So now I know what Mark Sharon are going to do. <laughs> <laughs> One week after the death of John Waters, while well, the ground is still wet, and our feces can actually seep yeah. into the ground. Well, that, that, wouldn't that be good for the grave? That's like, you know. Yeah, yeah, fertilizer. Fertilizer, fertilizer. yeah. But fertilizer from a fan. Fan fertilizer. Yeah. You're, you're, fan you're, fertilizer. I like the way that yeah. sounds. Start you're arrested and you're just yelling as you're dragged into the car. <laughs> like, it's what he wanted. My jeans around my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've got John Water. I got my pubic hair shaved and John Water's mustache <laughs> over my junk. <laughs> it's what he wanted. And the cops, you can tell he's a fan. Look at his mustache. Over his dork. Okay, we can talk about it. <laughs> okay, that's just the warm-up. Okay, I'm cutting all this. Now we can talk about... I kind of like John Waters' mustache. Can you do that? <laughs> I mean, can a guy do that without everyone calling? Oh, you, you think you like John Waters? If you're John Waters, John Waters can do anything. Yeah, except make movies. Poor John... Yeah. Uh, it's the biggest travesty that John Waters hasn't made a movie every two, three years for the past... <coughs> Years or Dirty whatever. Shame was the last one? Yeah. yeah. So that was like good. 2000. Yeah. I went straight to video. I remember I had to go buy the DVD to go watch that movie. Do you like John Waters' movie? I think that was it? the last NC-17 movie. Speaking of Cinema Verite, it's like Cinema Verite with uh, assholes, but not assholes in terms of junk, like sphincters. What did we screen? <laughs> we screened the last... We the showed end, Multiple Maniacs. Of the, the anniversary of that. Yeah. I we showed polyester. polyester with the scratch and sniff cards. I, because that was I worked so much at, fun. I worked at the Bytown, and I, I remember Polyester got a re-release in the 90s, and we got ton, a big box full of these scratch and sniff cards, and but not a lot of people came the two times we showed it. Yeah. And a decade later, I found the box behind the screen, and, and I said to Bruce, can I take this? Yeah. And so I get a big box of these cards. And so when we showed it, we asked for the cards back, and everyone gave their cards back. Yeah. I wouldn't have if I didn't work yeah, yeah. with the original theatrical polyester scratch and sniff cards. Everyone was very Canadian. Everyone was yes. very polite and found yes. the line. And, but it's screenings like that that I point to if I'm getting grumpy when, if, and, and I say the nerds, which I am obviously one, are, are complaining about us not showing enough nerd stuff. Mm. I'm like, well, we we try, and, and sometimes we do well with it, but like, the demand for this John Wa- for John Waters stuff was so mm-hmm. high, and I remember I remember our like right. social media and everything, and then it, we did like a little mini fest, and it was Ghost Town, yeah, and and I always joke, I'm like, well, th- no more nice things for you people, just Meryl <laughs> Street movies from now on, just yeah. sad environmental documentaries, that's all we're screening, yeah, I'm not gonna have any fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They want something, and then you give it to them, and they don't want to leave their house. Yeah, that generation just wants to stay home and but download it again. there's been some turn in the past few months, Saturday Night Cinema's drawing a crowd. Yeah, that seems to make everything work. 
I mean, I don't even really understand why. How many passes did we sell, like on average, the past like two, three months? How many is new people and how many is... I, I don't, it's hard to judge I'm never how many people are here. I've never yeah. had the box of it, but when I introduced the movies, the theaters full. It seems like 100 people yeah, or more. Yeah, it seems like Mahdi is on. I think 100 is, has been the average for the past two Which months. is great for a, for a midnight movie, yeah. I have this one film I'd really want to show, and I was sitting with my Leslie, who comes to all of them, and I told him about this movie, and I was like, I'd love to show it, but I don't think I have the balls to show it. Nah. Because we, I, it's called Saturday Night Cinema, and lately we've been showing, like, Kung Fu movies and John Woo movies. It's like, there's nothing sinful about these things, but I have this movie that's going to make all that go away, but I don't think I have the ball. It's the most depraved thing I've ever seen. If, when I watch it, I actually feel like there's something wrong with me uh, and that maybe the filmmaker should be in prison. Right. But it kind of makes me think, well, I want to show it too. And I think if I, maybe this month, at the end of this month, introduce it for May, maybe I can get away with showing it, right. but we probably shouldn't. We, we, uh, I can't even tell you. I'm our, our two super fans, uh, Brad and Ann, who are yeah. best customers, who often will come. I worked an early, I worked like a matinee shift a few Fridays ago or whatever, and they came for three. Like so, they came for three movies in a row. All right, because it works out best for them. They're going to come anyhow, and they're like, yeah. "Well, this saves us a couple trips." So they're super fans. Often, Ann doesn't even know what she's coming to. Yeah, it's just she comes to watch a movie, and they'll stay for the the Saturday night cinema sometimes, and they said. Often they'll stay, but on occasion you'll be like, da 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 da, porn. And Anne goes, okay, let's go. And they get up and politely leave. We've, you know? we've shown five triple X films right. over the course of eight years. Yeah. And we're re- literally out. We had five to 35 yeah. millimeter prints. We're probably never going to show a porno film again. But I say that, it's, you know, we've showing Jackie Chan movies and John Woo's Bull in the Head. They weren't here for those. No. Um, so they've been missing the good stuff, the stuff that they actually like. But I bet you now, in the end of May, they'll like, oh, let's yeah. watch whatever's on now. But yeah, um, I was going to say something about, about them. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'm on stage and I told their story. It's like, yeah, there's these people, some of our member, memberships, members don't want to see porno and they'll just leave. Yeah. And then every, I said that twice on stage, introducing the center, and people like, boo. Oh, and no. Like, oh, what? Should I show porno? And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> so we got to do something. Something lined up. I just don't think I could be in the room while it's on. Well, Another thing you could do is, like, still keep the title a secret, but at least put, like, warnings. Well, we used to do that. When we showed pornography, we used to call it Super Secret Saturday Night Cinema. Okay. And, and, and I remember explaining that to, to them. Yeah. It's, it's, there's Saturday Night Cinema, and then there's Super Secret Saturday Night Cinema. And Super Secret Saturday Night Cinema involves urethras and vaginas. But just, just, cinema, just those two <laughs> things. Just those things. Like back and forth, flashing yeah. back and forth. Like an Andy Warhol. I'll, I'll, say it, I'll say it again. We can talk about other things. <laughs> uh, well, this week, despite oh, yeah. the weird schedule, there's a bunch of stuff I want to see. Tonight, that we're, we're recording this podcast a bit late, but I'm going to get it up today on Friday, May 5th. So if you're listening in that wheelhouse of days, tonight we have a food documentary called Jeremiah Tower, The Last Magnificent. And we have it for a From few From executive days. producer Anthony Bourdain. And it looks really good. Like I'm not really like a foodie person, but it's just an interesting story of, of a guy who was a superstar in kind of the heyday of like Studio 54, late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. got betrayed by his friend and partner and just went, I'm out, and left it all behind and became like a hermit on an island and then now is making a comeback. And it's just kind of this fascinating story of all these people who are superstar food people, he's like their legend and they never thought he'd come back. So a pretty interesting documentary. So we have that starting tonight. And then we have Free Fire, which is an action film set in the 80s, I think. The 70s. And it's um, Brie Larson is in it. Yeah, and uh, Ben Wheatley directed it. Yeah, you saw it, right? Yes. 
Yeah, I want to see it because of Ben Wheatley. He did Sightseers. Sightseers, which is good. Which I loved. And yeah. High Rise and Field in England. We, I think we've shown all of his Kill movies. List. Kill List. Sightseers was the best. Sightseers, Sightseers is yeah. good. Yeah. And he's a Doctor Who alum. He's directed a handful of Doctor Who episodes recently mm-hmm. as well. But uh, yeah, it looks like a... It looks like an old school kind of grindhouse action film. Yeah, it's set in a warehouse and it's this big, the whole movie's this big shootout. Army Hammer? Arnie Hammer? Army Hammer, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the guy from uh, Lone Man Ranger. From, Man from Uncle. Who, who, inex- right? Man from the, Uncle. Yeah, one of the stars of that. Yeah. Really who inexplicably hasn't been kicked out of town yet because it's like Lone Ranger, giant flop. Man from Uncle, giant flop. And he's still making movies. So he must be. He's good, I guess. Like, he's a good actor. But he's had yeah. multiple strikes against him from real mainstream stuff. So maybe now it's doing more stuff like Free Fire, kind of smaller independent films. Because Lone Ranger, I think, was one of like the biggest flops in mainstream movie modern times. Man from Uncle, I don't think, was a disaster, but didn't what garnish the, a franchise out of it. One of the biggest, I think, what, in the Guinness World Book of Records, what's considered the biggest flop internationally is... Uh, Around the World in 80 Days, the Jackie Chan oh, film yeah. Steve Coogan. I think in terms, I think, of the, the, the cost of the movie, what it right. lost. Right, and it was an independent movie? Yeah. But Disney released it. Yeah, well, here in North America. Yeah. They probably had different distributors all around the world. I don't know. I Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. Oh, he's so good. Ah. <laughs> he's so good, like he's like a horny little emperor or something. <laughs> I know, I really like that movie. There's things I don't like about it, but anyway, there's worse. Than, I wish Fate and the Furious was in the Guinness World Book of Records. the biggest flop. And speaking of Steve Coogan, we mentioned it before, but we have The Dinner, which is a nice get for us, besides for it being an actual premiere date today. Steve Coogan has a very good track record with us. Both the... Oh, yeah, Trip. The Trip did very well. And there's another one coming out. They're doing another trip to Spain or something. That's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. um, Southwest, Southwest. Yeah. Alan Partridge, his big screen version of his... He's done it in every medium. He's done it live, radio, TV. Mm-hmm. That movie did really well for us. And that was a go-to example for... It was right around when we had switched over to weekly programming. And I remember somebody was complaining about our weekly programming. And they were here for like the third week of Alan Partridge. And I was like, well, you're here to see Alan Partridge. We wouldn't have this if we had monthly programming. So That movie has the most showtimes. Yeah, and the dinner is, is Richard Gere. It, it's a drama. Cause at first I thought with... Before I knew what it was, when I heard Steve Coogan, I kind of thought it might be a comedy. Yeah. But it's a, it's an interesting, very character piece drama. I haven't seen it yet, but I think it all takes place mostly in the restaurants, almost like a play yeah, kind it, of. It's based on a book. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's too, without spoiling too much, I think I've already had too much spoil because I had to read a bunch of reviews, but it's two parents, their kids have done something bad, yeah. and it's them discussing what they're doing now. So. And Richard Gere is a politician, and yeah. this is like, he's campaigning and this is ruining his campaign yeah and i and i think again i might be wrong but i think it's like a kind of a real time real time ish like takes place just them discussing right. so almost like a my dinner with andre but a bit right. more thriller so yeah it's another premiere i want to check out this week and then we have what's the british movie we have their this finest week? their finest Bill Nighy and Gemma, Gemma Arterton. Arterton? We, we, it's too bad we don't have more time to show that one. Yeah. We we'll that... might have to bring that one back. Yeah, so... That's the next Mahdi, probably. Could be, yeah. Could be. Well, there's a lot of Mahdi's down the pipe, yeah. too. And then the Czech connection looks fun. I guess we're the Czech Republic, the, the embassy of the Czech Republic's coming in three Saturdays in a row, uh, at 3.30 this Saturday, 3.30 this following Saturday, and the third Saturday at 3.30, and they're showing... 
um, new movies from the Czech Republic, uh, and it's it's going to be a liquor license. It's going to be food. Oh no, I, that got canceled. I think. I no, think. no, it's back. Oh, now. it's back. You got canceled and came back. Okay. <laughs> I uh, my daughter and my son, most of their coaches in soccer are from the Czech Republic. Oh, that's funny. And I said, did you tell them about the festival at the Mayfair? No. Did you tell them that you own a movie theater? You're allowed to say that. <laughs> Just tell them that you own a movie theater and you want them to come see. The, no, they're not. They teach soccer. They don't have time. <laughs> and I'm so pissed off. I went, went out to the, the, the yeah. coach and I said, did my kid say anything about uh, a, Czech, a Czech festival coming up? And he's like, no. And I told them and they were really excited. Your so, kids only want to hinder our career, not help it. I was thinking, you know, it'd be, it might be fun to get in bed with a few embassies and do things like this more often. Oh, yeah. But the Canadian Film Institute, I think, has that niche in Ottawa. You right. Know, the European Union Film Festival and the Latin American Festival. I think, uh, I don't want to run to Tom McSorley out of town. He's so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is voice on the radio. Um, what other, what, what else? You, and you, you haven't been here in so long. You have to say, you have to close this out or something. So what do we have coming? Are you going to come see Free Fire? Free Fire looks good. I want to see that. Possibly. It depends how much time I have. Are you off for summer now? I had two days off for yeah. my summer break. And I'm doing summer classes. Oh, why are you doing so... summer classes? <laughs> no, well, it's because I'm advancing myself. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah. But, um... Bruce Lee did that. Look when he died. That's uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're comparing her to Bruce yeah, Lee. The... He advanced himself to the grave. Yeah, you have to a, enjoy that's your... a sophism. You I need believe. to stop. You need to stop giving away too many martial arts secrets. Because <laughs> that that's that that, yeah. that conspiracy theory. Have you seen her with a nunchuck? <laughs> She's great. Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, you betcha. I did karate for a very long time. Anywho, she always says anywho. She put that on the marquee when you're working. Yeah. Okay. Next time, when we get our marquee back, our marquee is actually down. Yeah, I gotta put that up on social media too and be like, we're not closed. <laughs> we just look like. It looks hella sketch, but. Yeah. We should we can take gone. the Zaphod sign and put it up there and protect it. Poor Zaphod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I used to do Real Mondays at Zaphod's. That's where we might have met a million years oh, ago. Oh, really? Showing a certain Star Wars thing which can't be named. Oh, the Star Wars Holiday yeah. Special. I'm pretty sure that's where There we was met, a time yeah. when the internet was invented. I used to show the Star Wars Holiday Special every Christmas. And... And we put out press releases. And if you went onto Google and typed in the Star Wars Holiday Special, my cell phone number would come up. And I always kept waiting for a phone call from George Lucas telling me he was going to sue me or something. Yeah, what else was I going to say? Yeah. I told uh, my friend Kevin that name dropped him on the last podcast talking about Star Wars Ottawa Connection. Oh. And I was like, I think I got your career right. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty close. And I was like... Man, if you're ever in town with a moment to spare, you got to come on and just tell Michael Bay stories. And he's like, <laughs> yes. oh, I'd be ruined. I was like, we, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll cover up your voice, give you a thing. Because <laughs> he's got some good Michael Bay stories, some he's good Ang stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's sound like, he'll sound like Andy Sprinkle on the radio show. Oh, the other special screening we have coming up, our next collective brewing smoke oh, yeah. shack. Collective arts. Twin, too long of a title movie night. Twin yeah. Peaks. Fire Walk with me. Yeah, I I've been it. watching Twin Peaks. I got the Good. Blu-ray set. Love Good, huh? I need Do to like catch it? up. Yeah, I, I, I'm only like four episodes in. I saw that film theatrically when it came out, and and that was the first time I ever watched. I never watched the show, and I went with a bunch of Twin Peaks fans, and they all hated it because it didn't do what it was supposed to do. End it all. Yeah, I loved it because but it's, it's a prequel, so isn't it? No, it's it is. A, it, it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be the. Uh, it, I guess it does take place before and after in some parts. But, but it's supposed to, okay. It was supposed to finalize everything. Yeah. It, you know, they never thought. Actually, it does what the new series is doing. Because in the, in the original series, 
Agent Cooper says, uh, I keep having these dreams of 20 years, 25 yeah. years in the future. My favorite older. gum is going to come back in fashion. Yes. <laughs> and they show him 25 years. They show him, uh, and he's got old man makeup on. Yeah. This is 25 years later. But now it's 25 years later, and Agent Cooper it looks great. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have all that He old... doesn't look as bad as he did. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. So in a way, I guess maybe Fire Walk really shouldn't exist. It's, it's a weird anomaly because I was one of those angry teenage fans because I thought oh, David Lynch is getting a movie, he's getting an opportunity to kind of wrap things up. Because at the end of, not, not to, I won't spoil anything, you can't really spoil anything, end of season two, there's like five cliffhangers. They were clearly expecting me to come back for season three. Mm-hmm. So then you watch Firewalk with me and you're like, oh, that didn't answer any questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love the scene with the, the sandwiches, the, the owner of the lodge. His yeah. brother comes back from France and he's like, he's interrupting his brother's family's dinner. Yeah. He's like, I brought all these sandwiches back. Oh, these, so these big baguettes yeah, and the husband yeah. just starts eating it like over his plate and the wife gets all pissed off and it's sad I don't even because Miguel Ferrer just died as well yeah but I, he, I think he shot did he his make scenes it? for that's, that's nice mm-hmm. yeah but it is yeah. there's a, there's a in the trailer. he's in the new trailer yeah, yeah. there's a good handful oh, of and, actors who are gone yeah Harry Dean Stanton's in the new trailer oh really yeah oh cool he looks old as shit. Yeah. He looks like he looks like we should be shitting over his grave right now. <laughs> Have you ever seen Twin Peaks? No, I haven't. But I should I? From oh, what I hear, it seems pretty it's great. great. Well, it, it's our, our friend got Christy. three weeks to catch up. Our friend Christy, it's her favorite show, and so she was bugging us to, to screen. And it makes sense to, to screen Firewalk with me. Not that we want to promote television, but before the new show comes out. But up until very recently, it just wasn't out there. It wasn't yeah. available. It'll be a fun night because besides for having Smoke Shack here and beer, we're also going to do, there's kind of a donut theme, donut and coffee theme to Twin Peaks. Okay. So uh, Little Joe's going to... Cherry pie. Yeah. I want to forget pie too. But Little Joe's going to make us some donuts and we'll have, we'll, we have coffee. So that'll be kind of, yeah. if people want to have a donut and, and drink coffee while watching Twin Peaks, uh, they can do that as well. Yeah. So, And of course, I'm out of town. Every time I go out of town, I miss something I really want to see. And this time I'm going out of town to do some comic book stuff on well, the East Coast, and I'm missing the Star Wars movie and the Twin Peaks movie. You're not missing Adam, Be- Adam West. Adam Beach. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I heard Adam Beach is not coming out on Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Beach was the best Batman ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the Canadian content uh, Batman movie. Yeah, I'm exa- we, I got Zompkies off to press yesterday. That's exciting. I proofed the, the pages today. And my, I'm, I'm surprised I managed to like talk today because I'm, I'm done. Like I'm just between working and I, there was a lot of made for stuff I had to do. And reading and do comic this. books. I had comic, I'm so behind on reading comic oh. books. Oh, it's horrible. Did you feel bad for Josh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he should I mean, see my textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> I just I, I don't know what to say to you. Is I don't want to ruin the endings of any of these comic books. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that's awesome. That, that'll some people have been asking me. That'll be we'll have that available here at the Mayfair if you want to buy a copy. Yes, I know people have been dying for two for a while. It's funny, people, I expect my friends and family to, to pretend to want to buy a comic, yeah. but when strangers come up, it's very, whether, you know, it's just like if someone comes up who you don't know, whatever, and says like, oh, I'm going to want a copy of, of Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. No, it's mostly just, people come up to me and say, thank you for hiring Angela Point. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're welcome. Oh, I, my God. I expect my mom to say something like that to placate me. <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm just very disappointed in you. <laughs> Andrew doesn't understand why you're upset right now. <laughs> anyway, sorry, you were talking about Zonkeys too. That's no, okay. It's good, it looks good, though. Yeah, so that's all ready to go. It'll be at Comic-Con? Yeah, we'll be at Ottawa Comic-Con, and then we're going out east to uh, East Coast Comic Expo. 
and we'll do something here in town at the comic book shoppy. I don't have any money left over from after Star Wars Celebration yeah. <laughs> and Lego Store yesterday morning. What did you get from Lego Store? So I left Ottawa at 8 o'clock. I had breakfast in Orleans, yeah. had lunch in Orleans. Between that, I drove to Montreal. And I was there at the, the Lego store. There's two in Montreal. There's okay. one in Ottawa. And we lined, I was, got into a line with a bunch of geeks. For the, like, the doors open at 10 a.m., they started selling the Snowspeeder. Oh, man. And it's the ultimate, coll- it's the ultimate Snowspeeder collection. Right. They, do, they, they only had 20. And so I got that was seventh in line. Were you, like, shoving nerds out of the way? <laughs> See, they, they're afraid of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is for my son. <laughs> they hate when, when, you know, when you look virginity in the eyes, they <laughs> shake. <laughs> No, but it's a. I hate, my son hates me saying when I put it like this. But it looks like a great build. He thinks I sound yeah. like a Lego snob, <laughs> but it's a really nice design. It was at the Star Wars Celebration on display, so we got it, and that's our weekend. And it I, came with a little R2D2 exclusive. I just I love the split of your parenting because your wife is a lovely, actual, real grown up. Yes, and a and, accountant. and you're She's taking boring. road trips to Montreal <laughs> to get Lego for your son. And it's this nice, I'm sure it's like this weird split of like, where she's like, wait, how much is this? What are you doing? <laughs> it was, it was, it was expensive, but you know, they only released one a year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I don't even get to build it. I, but what's fun is he sits down and we watch like three or four movies. I yeah. put movies on and it's fun to watch, you know, he's, he loves Seika now. As he should. <laughs> and then we watch movies and he builds it and then we love displaying it. And you're like, you don't need new shoes, Max. You have Lego. <laughs> I did buy him a new bike, a stellar bike. We've got a giant. It's ramen noodles for the next month. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get out of here. I gotta go and I gotta go do stuff, and then come back here and watch Jeremiah Tower. And Anya and Andrew want to go shit on John Waters' grave. <laughs> Road trip to Baltimore. He's still alive. Oh, we, we have to wait from the dive. Yeah. we can't just go shit on his doorstep. <laughs> I'm sure you can get away with doing that too. We'll be back next week with a G-rated episode. <laughs> okay. That Grandma can listen Just to. Don't invite me or anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Everyone's given one special thing, right? Everyone's blessed with one special thing. I want you to know I plan on being a star. A big, bright, shining star. Eddie Adams from Torrance. Yep. Jack Horner, filmmaker. I make it. Exotic pictures. In 1977, a kid from nowhere made you think about your name. My name, yeah. Something a little pizzazz. Dirk Diggler. Good name. I like your name a lot. Had a dream of getting somewhere. Jack Horner has found something special in newcomer Dirk Diggler. So let me just pop in this A track and you just give a list and tell what you think, okay? It was a time when disco was king. These are the ones. These are great. Yeah, those are really cool. Are they lizard? No, they're Italian. Do you like my shoes? They're pretty cool. Sex was safe. Woohoo! Pleasure was a business. Cut. Terrific. Nice work. And business was booming. And the award for best newcomer goes to Mr. Dirk Bigler. Wow. Goodbye, 1979. Hello, 1980. Are you ready? But in 1980... Come on, you puppies! The party was over. You are fired! What? 
You're fired! You're fired! It's jealousy, it's deceitfulness, it's vindictiveness, but I mean, God, what can you expect when you're on top? No, wait, 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 wait. Not this part. New Line Cinema presents a portrait of two decades in the life of a business, the days of a dreamer, and the nights in between. Boogie Nights. 